We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We respectfully acknowledge elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Only Meg Brotman, Australia's first female master of wine. She's grape value. I think she's an absolute corker. Wow. Hi, Meg. I do have a tea towel that has like a a yogi kind of sitting on it saying everything happens for a Riesling. Oh, there we go. But, you know. (laughs) Oh, Meg, what have you been drinking this week? Oh, this week I had... A pick pool de penne. Oh, 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 my local wine bar has one of those. Best. I'd never tried it before. I recently, it was my first time. It's it's a wine sort of close to my heart because where I used to, where I first sort of was fell in love with my husband oh. when I realised that he was kind of the one was in a town called Pezinias in the Longadoc, and we were drinking picked pool. Because um, a girl that he worked for uh, made it, and it's a great variety from the south of France, so near the Spanish border, sort of on the coast. Yeah, beautifully acidic, fabulous mm. with seafood, mm. just really drinkable. And even though we're paying all this crazy tax and everything on, it's quite cheap. And so I'll, I'll do a shout out to my local wine bar, Surrey Hills. If you want to go and just get a glass without having to invest in a bottle, go to the Surrey, it's called the Hills Wine Bar. Hopefully they still have it by the glass, but that's Ooh, where you can get it. it? It's Surrey Hills on Mon Albert Road. No, that Main Street, Union Road. Oh, Union Road. Okay. Across from the beautiful Coles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. A really cool. It's new. So there you go. That's where you can get one um, if you just want to try a glass. And Meg, have you got a fun fact? I do. I read with interest of this wine fountain in Colinari de Ordo or something, Order in Abruzzo in Italy, and it's there for the pilgrims who walk the San Tommaso no. pilgrimage. But anyone can go, and it's red wine. I know, and it runs 24 hours a day. How does this exist and it's not something I've ever heard of? I think we're going to put one out the front here. Oh, my God. We actually <laughs> have a fountain out the front. Yep. Montepulciano de Bruzzo, not my favourite, but, hey, free. Love that. And 24 hours a day. What wine should we put in our wine fountain? Well, I would like to put sparkling wine in there, but, you know, the bubbles will disappear. Bubbles, yeah. I know. We could carbonate it as it came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Watch this space. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about Riesling, um, one of my all-time favourite grapes. Is it same for you, Meg? Or? It is my yeah. favourite grape variety, without a doubt. Totally. People in the wine trade love Riesling. Yes. Why? Why? It's, is there a reason? It's a chameleon. Yeah. So depending on where it's grown, it's different. Yeah. It's got great acid. It ages extraordinarily well. It can do dry up mm. to super sweet styles and everything in between those off-dry styles. And it's still really cheap. Yeah. All right. Well, and it goes well with food. It does. It is honestly um, definitely one of my favourite styles. So... I thought we would start today. I haven't done this to you on the podcast before. I've only ever done it in virtual tastings. So I'm giving you a wine. Now, Meg has this extraordinary ability. Not anymore. Well, okay. She's 
famously a master of wine though. Yeah, like it's the thing that they can do is <laughs> to like smell the wine and taste the wine and know exactly where it's from and how old it is and blah, 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 blah. But okay, I'm not going to make you do all of that today. I literally just want you to taste it. Tell us a bit about it and tell me if you like it. Is it a good wine? How much would you pay for it? Okay, so the first wine that we've got is very pale lemon green in colour and I notice it's got a few little watery legs, which really doesn't tell you much except that it's got alcohol in it. It smells like lime juice cordial, Mm. slate and whetstone, that hot... On a hot day when it rains? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking Riesling. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a Riesling. <laughs> it's what we call dry. Yeah. So it has no sugar whatsoever. Really mm-hmm. good acidity. So I'm salivating a mm. lot. Quite light in body. Yep. Um, again, that mineral lime juice cordial. Lime juice cordial for me is Clear Valley. Yeah. So that would be my where I'd be hanging my hat. I could mm. be completely wrong. But it's definitely – a Good region for Riesling, I'd say. How much do you think it's worth? Well, the thing is, Riesling's so cheap. Yeah. Um, I would happily pay up to 25 bucks for that. Okay, so this is exactly why I wanted to do this, to prove how good value Riesling is. That, my friend, is a Jacobs Creek $7 classic Riesling. Brilliant. Yep. It's varietal. The acid's fabulous. And if you are talking about ageing wine. You'd five age five that. years, I would. You would age that. It'd be interesting. Classic. Yeah. I think there's some floralness. There's maybe some frontignac yeah, or something yeah, in yeah. there, another great variety. But that minerality, that, that linearity, which is what I want in Riesling, is superb. Yeah. It's, it's fabulous. There I would go. unashamedly serve that at my house. There you go. That's how hot tea Tell for people what it was. Yeah. Well, um... I think it's a good way to kick off because we do actually talk a bit and I think one of the fascinating things to come out of these podcasts is talking about what wines um, you can pay a bit less for. And so we talked about Pinot Noir, never pay less for Pinot Noir if you're going to bother buying Pinot Noir, spend what, over 20, 25 bucks or something. But when it comes to Riesling, you can actually go a bit cheaper. So we're going to taste through a few Rieslings. Um what, Meg, are the key regions around the world where we should buy Riesling from? Not really grown in a lot of places. So it's okay. fairly easy. Germany, <clears throat> traditional home. Um, a lot of people turn up their nose because the Germans make these off-dry and sweeter styles. Mm. They um, do that because their acidity is so high. So yeah. really it's to ameliorate the mm-hmm. acid so that the wine is actually drinkable. And it's not like drinking battery acid. Um, So Germany all over. Um, France only in Alsace and legally can only be planted in Alsace, which is on the border of Germany Mm. because it was once German. It was Elsass, E-L-S-A-S-S, as opposed to A-L-C-A-S-A-C-E. Yep. Um, so the borders changed for many years and the French and German historically haven't had the best of friendship. <laughs> so Alsace, only place you can grow, uh, and Australia. And really, only, truly successfully yep. and with longevity in the Eden Valley, so the high end of Barossa yep. and the Clear Valley. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, first, Meg, what can we expect Riesling to taste like? It is Lime, so at its least ripe level. Yes. Okay. 
lime, lemon juice, lime juice cordial, fresh lime juice, mineral, slate, stony, um, maybe some grapefruit. Then as it gets a little bit riper, and this is where Germany is key, they pick on ripeness. Okay. And they tell you what the ripeness is. Okay. So as you move up, you get to some more apricot, um, some just right peach mm. characteristics. So we have a Pusey, how do you say it? Pusey Valley. Pusey. Pusey Vale, Eden Valley Riesling in front of this. Um, 20 bucks, Dan Murphy's. Would you say this is one of the, like, Better ones from Australia if you're going to spend about that much? One of my favourites. Um, it's always good. Yeah. Eden Valley, their vineyards are great. You know, it's 450, 500 metres high. So even though we think of Barossa as hot, this is cool because of the elevation. Yeah. And it has, Claire for me often has that lime juice cordial, mm-hmm. whereas Eden Valley is a little bit more floral and more fresh lime That's juice. That's what I was just smelling, this like, it's so floral. Yep. It smells beautiful. A friend of mine calls them white bride's flowers. Not the white <laughs> bride being white, but the flowers. The sort of, I think white blossom would okay. describe it. But yeah, a friend of mine calls it white bride flowers. <laughs> Accidentally just smelled my microphone and spoke into the wine. I'm like <laughs> getting way too into this tasting. So some people may think, remember Riesling as it gets older, gets that kerosene petrol character in Yeah. It. Now, that is considered to be a fault in young wine. So if we're seeing that in something that's about three years old, what it's telling you is that wine's developing very, very quickly and it probably won't age. Is that in this wine? I don't see no. it in this wine. This is a 2020, 20, so I would Jeez, be unlikely. You tend recent. to see that kerosene smell in young wines in hot years. Okay. So... Maybe 2018 you would see it. Yeah. Um, but 2020 was really cool. 2021 is really cool. And would we age this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. It's got that acid, just that fine line. Mm. It's like almost like drinking rock. Yeah. You know, it's just so linear and so stony and mineral, yeah. but it's got plenty of fruit punch very elegant when with a reason don't think a big rounded pinot gris with lots of texture it should be very linear straight down your palate okay well that was absolutely beautiful i really enjoyed that one one. how much was that uh 19 from dan's uh keep in mind that i think it's actually worth pointing out when we say how much we got them for often we are going to dan's to buy them and if you go somewhere like your local independent wine store or something, you might find that they cost a little bit more. Dan's just is able to sell stuff so cheap because of the scale. Um, So don't expect to always see it at that price. I would always work within a $5 price range. Yeah, I think that's fair. And Dan's is definitely at the bottom of that scale. Um, But moving on, we have an Alsace here that you were talking about before. Can you tell us about this one? So this is an Alsace, Dopf is the producer, D-O-P-F-F, Alsace Grand Cru. So this is from, in Alsace, they've they've pinpointed their best vineyards and they Mm. give them a Grand Cru designation, Grand Cru, if you're speaking in Australian. (laughs) Um, It just means best vineyard. And this is a 
Schonenberg, so they name the vineyard. They're telling you what vineyard it's off, mm-hmm. and it's a Riesling, and that vineyard will only grow Riesling. Okay. So it's a Grand Cru Schonenberg Riesling from 2016. Alsace, even though it's far north, it's, um, you know, north, more northern than Champagne, but it's in the shadow of the Vosges Mountains. So what they have is they have a rain shadow, but they have a long autumn. And Riesling wants a long autumn. That's why they're clear. We think it's quite hot. Should it be growing Riesling? But the mm. autumns are really long. Ah. That's the key to Riesling because it ripens later. Gotcha. You don't want it to ripen really, yeah. really quickly. Yeah, okay. So Alsace, you'll often find that it has deeper colour. I mean, this is a 2016, yes. so I'm expecting deeper colour. But they will ferment in big, round, oval, old oak. Mm. So it doesn't. it's not for oak flavour. It's just a vessel. Okay. Um, but... That adds colour because you're getting a little bit more oxidation. So with Alsace, they're, they're always dry, which means they have no residual sugar. The alcohol is usually around 13.5%. And you expect that mineral but some more apricot That's character. That's exactly what I was saying. Because smelling. it's riper. Yeah. So we've gone from that sort of clear Eden Valley lime. Yes. And we're starting to move into a riper style where we're getting yeah. a little bit more apricot character. And it does. It smells like apricot um, pineapple juice. Mm. You know, when you're cutting up fresh pineapple almost. Absolutely. That's Riesling as it gets a little bit riper. But still, I'm sure I haven't tasted it yet. The acidity's still there. (laughs) It's like you were reading my mind. I was just thinking that that acid line is still beautiful. And it's almost like it's got a little bit of that fruit sweetness. Like it's got that apricotiness. But that acid comes in at the end and really... It's a bit like apricot nectar. If any of you remember 80, apricot chicken from the 1980s, you can buy this apricot nectar in a can. It's got that and it's mouth-filling because yeah. raising is quite thick-skinned. You can pick up some of these phenolics, which yeah. gives that grippiness in your palate. And so mm. you've got this in this Alsace and because it is slightly higher in alcohol than we'd normally expect from raising, fills out your mouth. Um, in France, they eat this with a thing called tarte alsacienne, which is kind of like a... French pizza, so it's a it's not a pizza dough. It's more of a crumbly biscuit sort of dough with just literally cream, bacon, and onions baked. Yeah, and then you can get apples <laughs> and cinnamon baked, and Yum. they just come out. They're really long. Yeah, sort of by by the meter, and you just sit around drinking the oh. Alsace Riesling in their glasses that they have in Alsace, which have got the green stem to make yes. the green tinge in the wine. Yes, and enjoying. Every time we do one of these, I miss travel so much. I know. We can just do it at home. It's Easter coming up, so or yeah. we might have passed Easter by the time this goes out, but um, that's a good time to travel around the world and cook, I reckon. All right. Well, this one, um, I think it's reasonably available around Australia, right? It's, it's probably the one I've seen around the most when looking for Alsace. Yeah, Doxy is a very big producer. It's, yeah. It's um, what's called a calf cooperative, so there's they've got a number of – local growers that bring their fruit in there. But, you know, they do stuff for $13.99 straight Alsace, which is a blend of all different varieties. But I would – I'm going out and buying this. This is delicious. It's absolutely beautiful. So this one costs $34 or something like that. And this is one of my layering wines, my transition wines. This will take me through – to the end of April, May, yeah. with those flavours and warmth and deliciousness. Yeah. It's worth it. Buy it. Awesome. All right. Let's go to this last one, which I'm very interested in. Now, before we actually get there, so Meg, you spoke before about how 
uh, Germany lets you know how ripe their wine is with all these crazy German words, which are very hard to pronounce. Do you want to take us through those? I'll take them through. So Germany rates its wines two ways. One, it's a Qualitätswein. It's a quality wine. That's what it says, which means it's one of the 13, from one of the 13 designated quality wine growing regions. Yeah. So there's only 13 in Germany. Okay. So you may have heard of the Rheingau or you may have heard of Mosul or Faltz or Nah. This is one of the the quality wines from wine regions. And then it rates it on ripeness. So the least ripe is Cabernet with a K. Um, and that means it's probably picked at around 95 to 11.5% alcohol potential. So you're expecting... Lime juice, citrus, not a lot of ripe reason character. Okay. We then move into Spätlese, mm-hmm. and that means that it's picked a little bit later, so we would be expecting to see some of that apricot pineapple character that we saw in the Alsace. The okay. wine would be, if it's dry, around 13.5%. Okay. We then move into Auschlese, and Auschlese basically translates as late harvest. Mm. So if we fermented it dry, it would have 14 15% alcohol. Yuck in Riesling. <laughs> yeah. So if you see Auschlese on the label, it's likely to have sugar in it. Ah. But you can get that in Spätlese as well. Yeah. The trick to see is think it's going to be about 13.5% alcohol. Look at the alcohol. If it says 85 that extra 5% of alcohol is left as sugar in the wine. Oh, I didn't know that trick. Yes. That makes so much sense. So we have in front of us a Schloss Volratz, Qualitätswein, and they're telling us it's semi-dry from the Rheingau. The Rheingau is the only part of Germany where it runs from, the vineyards run from east to west, not north to south, because the Rhine River at that point runs east to west. Minerality, all about minerality, and it has 12% alcohol. So it hasn't told us what they've picked it at, but they've told us semi-dry. So we would – let me have a look what it tastes like. I'm predicting it's probably about 30 grams of sugar. Mm. Okay, if you buy this, it's spritzy. One of the things that we do – one of the things we do with – Fresh young wines is we increase the carbon dioxide at bottling to make the acid look tighter, so that makes the sugar look best. And this is from a VDP producer. So VDP producers are the best producers. They've been designated as the best producers. Okay. It's a rather unfortunate symbol. What it's is? Rather it's rather reminiscent like a, of the Second World War. We're looking at like a green bird thing here. It's being borrowed from Nazism a little bit, but Ooh. it's um. So this one that is delicious. <laughs> Twenty eighteen. It's off dry. Yeah. Think pork. You know, think pork mm. belly cut up into little sticks with salt. Having that oh with my your God, friends. No. Um. Think German food. Mm. <laughs> lots of pork, lots of fatty fish, fish that got a high level of fat in it. Absolutely. That's really. beautiful. And it's not actually as sweet as I thought it was going to be. Like knowing in my head the quality rate or the, the ripeness ratings, there was a cabinet and next to it was this Qualitats vine. And I was actually expecting it to be a bit sweeter. 
But it, it, that sweetness isn't like super crazy, is it? No. The, my guess is it's a spatlase and they've left uh, – 2018 was a very ripe year. Yeah. And they've left the sugar in to counteract the acid. Yeah. Um, and, but – the, these styles are aperitif styles, you know, they're designed to introduce you to a meal yeah. um, and even, dare I say it, for breakfast. I mean, I could happily sit down and drink that now while I'm going back to Mate, work. we started doing this at, what, 10, 10.30? We're sitting here right. happily with all our <laughs> It's very uh, – see, it's very – the Rheingau is all about minerality. So it's is got that, that fine line. There was almost like a, a smokiness of something. Yep. Is that the minerality? Flint is one yeah. of the gun flints. So is one of the. Um, oh my god! My husband I says love it's it. like letting off the old caps. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's got that yeah, that real flintiness. I don't see that. I see it more as a wet sign. But he see he often describes Rheingau. When I did my dissertation for the MW, I got the best dissertation and we got a trip down the Rhine and spent a lot of time. Yeah. yeah that was my prize. It's um, seriously nice, actually. I'm, I'm really enjoying that. On the German Rieslings, when I was looking to buy these, um, Dr. Lucen is another one that um, is pretty widely available in Australia. But – I was looking at one of them. There was two that I was looking to buy. One of them said cabinet, which I know in my head means it's probably dry. And then there was another one that just had a big sticker that said dry on it in English. And I was so confused. Why does one say dry in English and one is the German way to describe it? Why did they live in conjunction, Meg? What is this about? Okay. Ernie Lucen is a brilliant man at marketing. Um, (laughs) Your one that says dry blue slate is for foreign markets. The one on the the other bottle, it says Bernkastella Lay. Now, mm. that's telling you what vineyard it's from. So this is a high-quality fruit. It's okay. named the vineyard that it's from. Yeah. Um, and it's a Riesling Cabernet. So they're telling you that they've picked it at the least amount of ripeness that they need by yeah. law. Um, so your dry blue slate branded <laughs> Riesling yeah. will be – a lovely entry level Riesling. Okay. From Lucen, possibly from the Mosul, because that's where the blue slate comes from. Yeah. And the Bernkastella Lay will be delicious. I'm just trying to see the alcohol on that. Yeah, 8.5%. So it's yep. going to have a little bit of residual sugar in there. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. And I think it's worth Even pointing it's out. Cabinet. Yeah, so, that's confusing. Yeah. Oh. Look at the alcohol. Germany. Kind of, if, if, if you're drinking it, Cabernet or Spatlase, ignore those terms. Just look at the alcohol. Yeah. If it's not 12.5%, 13.5%, it's going to have sugar in it. Okay. And I think it's worth pointing out as well that I originally went to the Riesling section of the shop and couldn't find all these. You have to go to the international section mm. to really get your hands on this yeah. stuff. It's all Australian. Um, okay. So to finish it off, um, food pairing. I mean, you've spoken about German food for the German one. In general, Riesling, I think particularly in Australia, we're probably mostly going to be drinking Australian Riesling. What should we be pairing? It's one of the few wines, I think, that actually goes with salad. I love wine and salad. Is that a oxymoron? (laughs) Vinegar Mm. and wine does not work for me. Yeah. But Riesling does, particularly if you've made your dressing from a – juice base so rather than use vinegar as your acid you've yep. used lime juice or lemon yeah yeah um 
I hate fruit and salad, but I had a Clear Valley Riesling with a grapefruit salad. Yeah. Um, that my grapefruit and fennel salads traditionally orange, and it worked really, really well. So yeah. salad is one of the things. It goes with everything. Yeah. I mean, I would drink Riesling at every meal if you told me I could never drink Riesling again at some point. It's my desert island wine. Yeah. If there is a take-home message from this particular mm. podcast, go drink Riesling. It's delicious. And it definitely goes, <laughs> goes right through to pork, probably not red meats because they're quite no. robust and this is quite elegant, but yeah. pork, yeah. crackling, <laughs> riet, <laughs> you know, not gamey meats. Yeah. You want to fine foods, but foie gras, oh, gosh. you know, pate. Yeah, yeah. Don't start me. Oh, I know. Now our stomachs are rumbling. Okay, I'm going to jump to our question of the week. And I actually got it from my own um, wine tasting a couple of weeks ago. I was the driver because, and really this is the reason I was the driver, I don't feel weird um, spitting out wine when I'm doing tastings and I don't feel weird tipping out any wine that I don't finish. Um, But when we were between wineries, my friends were getting a little bit intoxicated. And one of them said to me, like, I'm not the driver and I feel so rude tipping out the rest of my wine after I've had a sip because people will think I don't like it. Is that true, Meg? No. I mean, we respect that. Yeah. If you're going to a number of wineries, we understand that you're not going to drink every. Some people come and drink. Mm. But most people are there to taste. Mm. Um, so no, I would don't. You won't be offending anyone. They'll actually think you're the responsible grown up in the room <laughs> by doing it. And sometimes they do pour too much. I think in tasting. Oh gosh, yeah. I literally need a mouthful. That's it. Yeah. And if I want more, I'll I'll tell you. But most people pour sort of a fifteen mil pour, which is quite substantial. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. When I'm working in the cellar door and someone comes along who spits out wine or just has a bit of a taste and tips the rest out, it's like no offence taken at all. Not at all. Yeah, so I think that's actually a good one because it's come up a little bit that people think that that's offensive. So I think it's good to set the record straight that we don't mind. (laughs) No, we don't. So feel free to do it at the cellar doors um, and anywhere up there thank you for joining us this week please send in any topics that you'd like us to cover follow us on instagram where wine with meg and mel and until next time we hope you enjoy your next glass of wine drink well